Let's get this revolution You're listening to the Compassion Revolution podcast. Each week, we'll be looking at love, compassion, courage and tenderness, and all the hard work of showing up to shape a compassion revolution. I'm Mary Freer, and there's so much more for us to learn. Let's dive in. Hello, lovely you. Here we are again. You and me, catching up in my little sound booth made of blankets and cushions. I'm thinking of it as a cocoon, so we're cocooning. It's quiet in here. Reminds me of a cubby I had as a small child. I'll post a photo of my blanket cocoon on Insta, so look out for me there. Anyway, how are you? And what is making you smile this week? What are you feeling oh so grateful for? I'm really stepping up that practice of naming three things I'm grateful for each day. It's one of the little threads that keeps me tethered to what is real. But I've been thinking about you lately, quite a lot. I've been thinking about all the parents that are patiently managing children at home from school while they try and work from home. Gosh, that is a challenge and the people who were airline attendants a week ago and are now hoping for a job at a supermarket, meeting face-to-face all day without any protective equipment, and all the healthcare professionals who are working directly with people who have COVID-19, coming home after a long day at work and stripping off at the front door, leaving your shoes outside and jumping into the shower, washing away all the stress and potential coronavirus particles all to keep your family safe. I've been thinking of the ones who are coming up with new ways to do business and to serve. I'm meeting so many people who are asking themselves that very question at the moment. How can I serve? It's a powerful question. How can I serve? I want to give a shout out to some people. So my friend Merv has a rum distillery And they've started making hand sanitizer. And last week he was out and about in his town making sure older folk had a free bottle and that healthcare professionals had stock. It's really quite remarkable. And then my friend Andy in the UK has started something called the Yellow Jackets. And they put on yellow jackets and they delivered flowers door to door for Mother's Day. And now he's knocking on doors and he takes three steps back, and he waits. And sometimes he has to coax people to open their doors, older people who've been locked up in their homes. And he calls out, Hello, I'm from Yellow Jackets. Come round to say hello, see if you need anything. How are you going? Slowly, people are coming out. And from a distance, they have a chat for a bit, and he finds out how he can serve them. And then, off he goes. Many of these people haven't spoken to someone for some time and they're too frail to get to the shops or too afraid or agoraphobic or confused. He reminded me that putting leaflets in people's letterboxes is not enough. Those who can need to actually take a walk around the block and see that your community are okay. I'm loving these incredible examples of self-organisation. This is how communities work. And then there is my friend Jane, 
who is a powerhouse of ingenuity, passion and world-changing energy, and she has made a lock-up love jar with her youngest. So they're writing down the things they wish they could do but can't because of stay-at-home rules, writing them on slips of paper to be opened in a post-corona world when they'll be able to be out in the fresh air with friends. One day, not so far away, I imagine them opening the jar of love that's been locked up and the love will fly out like butterflies and fill the air with happiness. I'm starting one of those jars too. Lastly, I must tell you that I did have the virtual dinner party with my beautiful friends and it was so much fun. It felt just like we were at the table together. We were chatting and eating and we were telling funny stories. I really encourage you to organise a virtual dinner with your dear friends. Right now, we are kind of hyper-obsessed with the politics of security. We're talking about survival and keeping business afloat or cryogenically freezing it to be defrosted later. Seriously, that is the plan in Australia. But who is talking about the politics of love? I listened to the philosopher Brad Evans speaking this week and he said, we need to be talking about what love means, what compassion means and caring for one another. This is the politics of love and compassion and I mean this very seriously. This is a a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity for all of us to insist that this is what matters above all else in the creation and enforcement of our policies a global concern, because right now, across this pandemic lockdown world, it is compassion and love that is saving us. Not some fluky, soft-scented love, but the love of our fellow citizen, the love of our families, the deep love we have for our planet. The question is less about whether people should be temporarily given a wage subsidy, But why do we accept that so many people live out every day of their lives with insufficient economic stability to maintain their health, mental or physical? This is where compassion revolutionaries need to step up. There will be a post-corona world, and we don't want the one that we already have cryogenically frozen and defrosted for later consumption. We want a new way of living and caring for each other. And you know what? That is what makes me smile every day. The sheer possibility of the future. Until next time, my friend, may you be well, may you be calm, and may you find love in unexpected places. This podcast is a production of Freer Thinking and our theme music is produced by Iris Latour on I Love You Let's Party. Subscribe to hear more about us at CompassionRevolution.care or drop us a line at podcast at CompassionRevolution.care And if you'd like to leave a comment on whatever platform you're listening to this podcast, we'd really appreciate it. And don't forget, generously share with your friends. Viva la revolution.